Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. Episode. Welcome, everybody. I am your pink and prosecco tipsy moderator, Camille. <laughs> I am here with all of our lovely witchy friends and a special guest star. And tonight we are going to talk about all kinds of things. But first, let's go around really quick and just say hello, introduce ourselves once more, and then I'll introduce you to my very special friend, Brenda Sue. Hello, this is Brenda Sue, and welcome to the Coven. <laughs> Hi, it's Alexandra. Nice to see you again. Hi, it's Erin. Thank you for joining us. And Chandra, wishing you the best. Glad to see you again. Camille, again, welcome. Tonight, our very special guest star, no, it's not Lyle Wagoner, it's our friend. <laughs> My BFF since the age of 10, so that's like four <laughs> decades, <laughs> plus some. Miss Lisa Lucario. Hello. Our very first guest. I know. She flew in from Texas just to be here with us because, unfortunately, Leslie Jordan couldn't make it, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next time. Who knows? So we're putting it out in the universe and we're keeping and saying our prayers. Leslie, thank you. (laughs) We love you. We We do. We do. You are a hero. But I'll digress. Tonight, we are here to talk about all kinds of things. Um, We're going to touch a little bit on imposter syndrome. We're going to touch a little bit on some crazy things that have happened. And we have the good fortune to have with us Miss Lisa, who has just retired from several decades of teaching America's youth. Here in conjunction with Mr. Aaron, who is just getting started teaching America's youth. And when you know it, most of them have crazy-ass stories. Imagine. Lisa went into a little session with Brenda to get some energy work. A little bit different than Reiki, also kind of the same. And we just would like for you to speak on it and let us know what you felt, what it was. Okay, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. It's a first for me, definitely. It's funny, one of the first things, I'm a very fidgety person. I've got... Sun, Moon, Venus, and Aries with Leo rising, so there's a lot rolling around in here. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I wasn't as fidgety as I normally am. And one of the first things I noticed was my left hand was itching like crazy. It just just started itching right away, which I thought, okay, that's a good sign. That's kind of cool. I kept my mind was all over the place and. I have a lot going on in my life, period. Health, marriage, financial, career. Do I get another degree or not? Oh, so that's going to tie We'll circle back to that. That's a question. Um, (laughs) Put a pin in that one. (laughs) But I kept trying to, I just kept saying the word heal, healing to myself, and um, envisioning from my head to my toes something leaving my body. And, and that is perfect to like set your own intention mm-hmm. while you're while you're in the in the healing and in, in the energy of it. That, that and I didn't tell you 
And, and I know that when you have a lot going on in your mind, you go to a dark, at least I go to a dark place. And I was determined not to because I didn't want to have that to be festering or sticking around. Brenda Sue said that she could feel <laughs> like a, what do you call it? Like a heat wave coming off me? Yeah, it was like when the pavement's hot and it's rained and it's like coming off of her like in waves, which I have never felt before actually. So that was an interesting, that was interesting feedback. And then um, you brought up St. Germain mm-hmm. and that's a lot in that story right there. Uh, Long story short, St. Germain was, uh, I, we, Camille and I got caught in a St. Germain festival about 12, 14 years ago in Puerto Rico. None of it came to mind until we started talking about it. This was after the cockfighting ring thing. Yes, yes. And we got woke, woken up by a cockfighting. That's another story. Another, day. another podcast. Go Absolutely. Ahead. Puerto Rico. I know. <laughs> Episodes go over right <laughs> But, um, one of the other things that I thought was so interesting was, and I already t- said this before, but when you had me sit on the edge of the table and you put your hands on me and I could just feel heat just radiating through my body, just from your hands only. But the whole time I was sitting there, I, my jaw was dropped. And it was I literally sat there like this. <laughs> like I was getting news that I had never heard before, but nothing was coming through, and I had to catch myself. So I don't know what that was about. And you don't shock easily, so yeah, I usually do the shocking. But I felt so at peace, and I just you asked me a while ago how I was feeling, and this is a really hard adjective to describe me, but I just feel still. Oh, nice. And I don't feel still ever. <laughs> so that was That's a huge testimonial. They were just there. Yeah. I did, and I couldn't think of the word to tell you earlier when you asked me and I thought, well, it can't be still because that doesn't, because I don't laugh at you. Right. But that's the only word I can come up with is just, I feel still. Good. And it's a, if you've never felt still, try it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wild experience. Yeah. Yeah. To jump off on that. Do you, Brenda Sue and Chandra want to talk about if never if no one's ever been to an energy session or Reiki, what to expect going into it? Right. How you should prepare? Should you prepare? I think it's better not to prepare. Just like go into it with an open mind mm-hmm. and just be open to see what spirit is going to bring in and how you can experience healing because like with you, Lisa, I felt like chaos, like you've lived in chaos for such a long time. I feel like it was part of your childhood as well. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind me saying. Absolutely. And that becomes the norm. And so to break that norm, you have to interrupt that cycle somehow. And it's not just the energy portion of things, but like the work that you have to do to, Acknowledge that that chaos is happening and that that's a comfort zone, even. Absolutely. And to be able to, like, to be able to get out of the mindset, kick that at the door. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to live like that because that's survival mode, really. That's right. Yeah. And you deserve to live and not just survive. Yeah. Well, and we were talking earlier about. When you stay, when you stay at a, at, any, at any level, you become desensitized, just like you were saying, yeah. and it becomes, and that becomes the norm, the norm, yeah, right. and you don't really even realize how 
Straight up it is. Ratchet it up. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. what level you really are because right. you're desensitized to feeling anything different. Right. And yeah. when you when you verbalize what you're going through uh, to someone who's known you for 40 plus years, they're like, not this again for you. Mm-hmm. But then when you tell someone that's not familiar with the chaos you lived in, they're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when you do share that, and that's one of the, I think, mental health things going on right now is admitting it, yeah, asking for help, dealing with it. But when you verbalize it, you, whether it's, um, energy healing or whatever type of healing right. you need, mm-hmm. when you verbalize it, you realize, oh, I need this more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I find it so interesting too that you use the word still or stillness to describe sort of like how you felt during and then after the session. And you're talking about like the chaos that you mm-hmm. felt kind of coming off of her person and like the energy that you were feeling, what you're kind of like tuning into because, you know, back to teaching as a profession, that's chaotic like yeah, I mean, you absolutely. Know, tons of professions are but i mean you go in and it's sort of not that we don't love what we do but it's like a war zone like you're you're going yeah. in like prepared for battle and you just go until you know 4 or 30 whatever it is yeah i, don't know, I just found that interesting that you chose still as the word to kind of describe what you and, and i think chaos. since i chose to retire which was a it was an easy decision but it was a hard decision because i was trying to explain to my mother-in-law last night my identity for 22 oh, yeah. years has been oh, teacher. Her ego oh, yeah. is wrapped in yeah. Yeah. So yeah. My ego is well wrapped in Take that, that sweater off, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we all have a lot. Hang on. Let me get serious. Yeah. And um, I don't know who I am now because I'm not Miss LaCario. I'm going to say cheers, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Cheers to you all. Yeah, there's so many of us right now that are in a similar Raised woman with <laughs> hello guilt. Um, yeah. My old friend. <laughs> I am no longer saving lives, uh, and yes. I don't understand what to do with my time. Oh, so what am I doing? Yeah. Who? How Save dare I? How dare I? Save yeah. your time. Yes, that's your time. time. Yes, the time. Yeah. Just a quick PSA for those of you at home. Some of you, I'm sure, are aware of this, but just from this conversation, like what gut feeling I feel like I need to share is that stillness or being still is productive yeah yeah so because i find that in the summertime you know i'm just i'm going into year four but in the summer it's like okay i have hobbies i have interests i have things to do with my husband and my dog and friends but when i sit for a little bit in stillness i'm like every the the chaos Mm -hmm. of everything else yeah like we should be doing this or why isn't this productive but being still and resting is productive. It is things for anyone in, in careers mm-hmm. when you with people. Um, you know, sitting still is sometimes that's that chaotic feeling, but you're also really uncomfortable being still. Yes. So it's, I think yeah, it's also a sign. 
yeah. like, to be comfortable in being uncomfortable, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And like reacquainting yourself with who you are with yourself outside of yeah. influence from friends or your tribe, mm-hmm. but like getting to know you and say, oh, I don't like that feeling. I yeah. named it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to feel it, but I don't like it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but what we all have to understand is everything comes in balance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you have to, if you have the chaos, then you have to have the stillness mm-hmm. for your life to, to have balance. Mm-hmm. And it's in that, whatever you want to call it, in that stillness or in that calmness or in that downtime or whatever, that's, that's when we receive. Mm-hmm. Because if, yes. if you think about it, there's all this goodness that the universe wants to provide you. But if you're running from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, how does it find you? That's how does it, it how does it get your attention? But it's only when we, when we quiet or we be still or we just be whatever, whatever description you want to use about it. But that's when those things actually are allowed to catch up to mm-hmm. us and it's in those moments that we can actually receive them mm-hmm. Other, otherwise the like you were talking about the monkey mind is and you don't even have the capacity to notice that it's that there's this opportunity or there's this thing yeah, there's no yeah. space there's no space in your life to receive this mm-hmm. amazing new blessing mm-hmm. much less know what to do with that blessing afterwards right? right like Absolutely. how do you move forward or if you do recognize it then you go like mock juggle it right Yep. What do mm-hmm. I give up? And then it's, it's only in that stillness that you make yeah. the space for it. Exactly. Right. And something to piggyback off everything you're saying, never mind the fact that we have to adjust to this feeling and this change, but the ones around us, yeah. they're the ones that struggle because they're like, wait, what are you doing taking care of yourself? Yeah, you know, because they've never, they've never <laughs> known you. Not you I know. Exactly. <laughs> they've never <laughs> known you I married. Right. They've never known you in any other capacity. Right. But Teacher, mm-hmm. caretaker. Yeah. So that's that that's another internal how dare I yeah. take care of me? How dare I go for this random dream of mine? But but if you don't take care of yourself, how can you Okay, that's right. right. Well that's right. well and two, it's not our job to keep them in their comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have point. Yeah. They have to do this is this a change for them in their lives? Yes, absolutely. Do any of us like change? Not a whole lot. <laughs> not a whole lot. It's uncomfortable for every, even even though it may even be a change that we want to make. It's still uncomfortable and and not not fun to deal with. But this is their change. Getting to know you in a different capacity is the change that they have to deal with, and it's not our job to make them comfortable with their change. It's our job to get comfortable with our yes. change. Yeah. yeah, just as Oprah says, that has nothing to do with you. And so my mantra for like this year, just when you know what I mean, just in different contexts like that. Mm-hmm. So like a you know, cheers, cheers to that. Like that. Oh, um, nothing to do with you. And the funny thing is, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you changing could be something that your partner manifested. Could be their mm-hmm. spirit journey. Could be part of their life lesson. Karma. Exactly. Exactly, because we're all teachers to a degree to each other. Oh, absolutely. And just and just for a one small pause for the calls. Pause. Pause the call. <laughs> in the in the spirit. In the spirit. The saint of The saint of the day. The saint of the day. We have. We have. Um, he has been blessing us today. All day. All day. Showing up in cards. For y'all at home. 
whatever you're drinking, maybe it's water, maybe it's a nice dandelion root tea. Let me give you a little smell. What does it smell like? Smell it and describe it. Yeah, it's some edges. Elderflower. <laughs> Spring break with no children. <laughs> White sandy beaches. beaches. <laughs> and tipsiness on someone else's credit. Oh, thank you, Mama. Thank you, Saint. And thank saint you, Saint. Saint of the day, yes. Merci. Thank so you. you mentioned it was the Saint of the day. Do you tell us a little bit about Saint Germain and what he does? Or? Well, or Saint Germain has come in uh, several times today, apparently. So I did a card poll for myself mm -hmm. um, today. I got a I got a brand new deck. I mean, I we like, like big decks and we cannot lie. You other five can't deny. The keeper of the light deck. So fellow um Mr. Sue um introduced me to the deck and I fell in love with it. So um I bought myself a I love this deck. I love that deck. I love a good deck. I do Pass me that crystal. <laughs> just got a whole symbol of it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, just enjoying it. So there, um, that deck has a specific um, pull in the in the book with the deck, and it was called the Life Purpose Brand. And so I did, I did that for myself, and said, Jermaine came through. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, we all are dolphins. Believe it And if you're not, join us anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fit right in. You'll fit right in. Sometimes we don't admit it, but we're all air children. We embrace our inner child. Right. Um, but anyway, <sighs> was very prominent in that reading for me. So, and I had took, taken a picture of that. Of those cards and that reading, and sent it to Brenda earlier today. Just was like, I was sitting there to point it, I was sitting there in tears because I had to share it with somebody. And then, like, and then I was working on Lisa this afternoon, and St. Germain came in and was about karma releasing. And also, like, I don't know if he's associated with the Catholic Church, I would assume so. Saint. Yeah, so that was also coming in, you know. I don't know how you do that. Mm -hmm. There's Left to right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was coming in. And um, then the connection between St. Germain and the St. Germain festival that they had. Mm -hmm. Like this week, 14 into. years ago for Facebook. <laughs> yes. Wow. So that's why we were celebrating St. Germain and letting go of karma. Absolutely. Like, so anything that does not serve us, old stuff needs to Get it out. His energy work is a wonderful vehicle to yes. let go of that karma. Yeah. And I'm going to say it again. I love how your left hand, the receiving side, was kind of going haywire. I didn't know that. So that's interesting. Well, and too, I felt like when you're talking about sitting on the side of the table with just like, a, you know, with your jaw agape, it was kind of, and you felt the heat radiating. To me, to me, just the way you described that felt very releasing. That's what I was going to say. It felt like, very, yeah, like just letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. So, all of that being said, we decided to um, zhuzh up our um, hashtag Kirkland, hashtag Prosecco. Hashtag sponsor us. Hashtag please, with a little of the, of the saint of the day. So, cheers, everyone. Absolutely. Cheers, cheers, cheers to the Saint Germain and Karma Release. Mm -hmm. It goes on a regular pack. It's actually delicious. <laughs> <laughs> 
In some very interesting school districts yeah. in the fourth largest city in America. This year I had, uh, I've always, for 20 years I taught middle school in um, predominantly low income home, uh, neighborhoods, except when I was in Greensboro, it was Bougieville. But this year, my last year, I taught at an alternative school. So yeah, it was first grade through 12th grade. And they were either on their way to juvie, juvenile detention or on their way back to their home campus. And I had seventh graders with ankle bracelets for armed robbery. I, I kept telling myself, I just don't care anymore. I just don't care anymore because I was just feeling so numb. And then I realized, no, I care too much still. Yeah. Yes. And that, again, that was me self-protecting oh. and saying, oh, I need to save this for my life. You know, mm-hmm. stop giving it away. But I have always had phenomenal stories. You know, um, one of my favorite stories teaching was I had a, I taught three children from one Pakistanian family, and the youngest brother was he should be a stand-up comedian, but he came to school so stressed out because they just knew his sister Myra, who I had taught was going to be returned from her arranged marriage because she was such a dumbass, according to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a big stressor for him. And he, like, you know, talked and about... And how old was he? Uh, seventh grade. And that was a stressor. Wow. That was a stressor because yeah. he's like, you know, she's such a dumbass. I'm not going to return her. <laughs> so that was just one... That's just one of my... And that happened a good 10 years ago, and I still... I always wonder, did he read your work? Yeah, she's still a dumbass. Right. I know. Did he find that receipt? <laughs> but then also, like that's that's what like that particular student is coming into your classroom with. Exactly, and that's yes. what people don't realize. Yeah. As educators, and even in the in the corporate world, you're dealing mm-hmm. with people coming in with all kinds of baggage. All their shit. But with children, they don't always know how to express it. Right. And that's why I always enjoy working with the bad kids, the tough kids, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, I had a principal, anytime they tried to get a kid to confess to something, they were like, send them to the carrier's room. And they would sit with me, even if I didn't know them for five or 10 minutes. And they ended up confessing to me for reasons I will never know. And I'm like, yeah, you know you're going to get in trouble for this. And they're like, I know, just, you know, go with me, be there with me. But the empathy that rated off of you yeah. just gave them that comfort and that safety of like, I can tell her the truth. Right. I'm and I didn't here. know what that was at the time, of course. But but that's that's one of the lessons that I am currently learning and, and struggling with is how uh, you know, kind of um, going back to I don't know if if you read the four agreements mm-hmm. and the the idea of um, don't take anything personally, right? Because it's not about you. It's not about you because because no matter what is ha- what is happening when those people that we love say those hurtful things to us. Um, <laughs> or that we don't love, I just see them from time to time. <laughs> and they have the right to just come across some mouthful that we did not even need to hear. 
Bitch, I know I'm fat. Anyway. <laughs> but, but to remember that they're saying that through their own filter. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's, coming, it's coming from them through their experiences and the things that have happened to them in their life. Mm-hmm. And really has so little to do yeah. with you personally. Mm-hmm. But, but in the, I know in the moment that it's, it's so hard to keep that in mind. But, but just in our everyday life to be mindful of the people, the people that we meet and the people who are in our presence that the stuff that we're going through, they're going through. Yeah. They've got their own pile to deal with and everything that they come across with is um, it's from their own perspective like, of yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can inform your journey too. You know, like yeah. you like learning something from them and taking it. Like, it's like I always tell my kids that you can't control what happens to you, but you can control your response. Yeah, yeah that's right. <clears throat> and regardless of what that is, you know, whether it's me getting on to you for something you're doing or a student, I don't whatever. But I mean, they're just like I'm sure with you, there are tons of silly stories that you tell that just like oh a heart. And there are stories where you're like, you leave and you're like, I am going home. And the first thing I'm doing is looking up what fucking jobs are open. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know? Agency job searching. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes on your laptop. Exactly. And so there, I don't know. I always. I think, I don't always say, but I think that one of the reasons I was put here in Earth School, um, and boy, is it a hard one, um, <laughs> is to not have my own kids. I, for those of you at home, you may not know, and it's going to shock you. Um, please sit down. I am a homosexual. Collective pearl clutch. Yes, yes, yes. So There's no way you would have been able to tell. I know, I'm sorry. It's it's shock to okay. And, um, anyways, and so I, having a child of my own, um, and I am married, so having a child of my, my husband's own would be a, a long, elaborate process. And so I think that one of the reasons that I was put here is to help other kids in this capacity. Yes, for how long? Maybe it's maybe I retire for 20 years, maybe you have five, six years. I don't know. But um, they. Hashtag Exactly. Love school supplies. We could have a great drive back, you know, the expo markers. Nothing gets me more excited than stacks of uh, sticky notes. Um, you know, ooh, speaking dirty to it. Exactly. I am adhesive in the morning. Exactly. Right. Put a cure egg in my teacher room and I'm done. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I feel like these, you know, that we cross paths with people for reasons and cross them here for reasons. And, um, they're, you know, they're, our kids this year in particular, I'm sure. So Lisa's from Texas, right? That's where you taught. Um, we're here in North Carolina. And so I'm sure that like the protocols were a little bit different. But this year, year and a half of teaching with COVID, just like any other profession, but was so, I kept telling myself, this is not teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, like I kept, I, there were every day, I would leave so many different days and be like, this is, but we're masked for nine hours. I have maybe a 30 minute lunch break and I teach seventh grade mm-hmm. as well. And the kids are miserable. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that energy. It's making me miserable. I'm trying to. But my anytime I get new coworkers or new English teachers that my PLC or whatever, you know, they're freaking out and they're nervous about things or whatever, I always tell them, I know that I'm a baby teacher, but there are two things that I can control. And that is number one, showing up. Mm-hmm. And number two, loving my kids. That's right. And if you do those two things, 
everything else will fall into place. Um, and there are kids that I taught this past year who, y'all, she said, I don't want to say one thing, like showing up, you're, what you're talking about is being present. Yes, 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 yes. Not just like clocking in. Right, like, right, right. I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Because showing up and being present, as long as you're, you're you show up in a present right, right. and love your kids because yes. you know, there's a, I that's just that's just a pet peeve of mine. Well, they're totally different yes. things in my book. And same time in corporate America that it was it was yes. the you know, the I have showed up mentality. Mm-hmm. You no, know, what you did is you got in the car and you came to the building. Yes. That's different. <laughs> different. That's totally so different. Well, you extend that to your personal life, mm-hmm. being present with people you are, even if it's for five minutes a day, it's still more meaningful than just saying, Hey, I showed up for dinner, I wasn't really paying attention. On my phone right. and I'm yeah. bed, you know, versus right. hey, how was your day? Right. How was your day? What did you do? And just for like five minutes, it's more meaningful than interaction. And I think yeah. like, reciprocal, like yes. you get something, I get something, you would get something, and it's a little bit more like, okay, mm-hmm. it was just a fly in the night, right? Completely. But this day is so cool for me because you know, I've known you for what a couple of years now, yeah, mm-hmm. and watching your little teacher journey and how you, you love the children so much and those wonderful Facebook posts most days. And I've been telling yes. Yeah. And I've been telling both of you for years, oh my God, mm-hmm. you need to meet Erin. Yeah. Yeah. You guys must leave here being Facebook friends if nothing else. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the information. Long, but we can add each other and see like updates. So many similarities and just both yeah. of your passion for these kids is just like Oh man, I could cry, but my heart is cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, it's physically possible when she would be in So, Erin, what do you think is your most like, I don't want to say she gave like kind of a heartwarming, but like, what's a funny story of something that your kids have done that you can share with what's us? Your fa- what's your favorite? No names. No right, right, yeah, sure. No schools. Okay. Um, you have to protect not so innocent, but right, right, right. Oh, I'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> right. I. There's so many. There are so many. There are so like one that comes to mind. Well, mm. Mm. yeah. One that comes. Well, okay. Let me tell a really sweet one because mm-hmm. it's like one of those moments where it's like. <laughs> They brought me back again, you know, like where you just keep teaching. And then, <laughs> yes, and then there's another one. There, I mean, there are tons of silly ones that I've like shared with the group before, but there's one or two that are just like, yeah. Um, so one of the stories is there was this kid at a school I used to work at, so I'm at grad school, and I've always taught middle school English. So I've taught sixth grade and seventh grade. This year I taught um, sixth grade at middle school. So this kid was habitually absent. Like, I mean, was maybe at school two days a week. And this was, this was way before, in the before time, before COVID. Um, to be safe, you know. <laughs> BC 19. Um, and uh, he was habitually absent, but he, but I, he was my very first class in my homeroom. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the struggle as well, taking attendance is something that you're like, oh, damn it, you know, like I got to do this or I forget to do it or whatever, right? So I, that year, this was my very first year in the classroom. Uh, which my very first day, speaking, well, which we'll switch to imposter syndrome just a little bit. Um, I had this moment where I had 32 sets of sixth grade eyeballs staring at me expectantly with what we're going to do. And every single molecule in my body said, fucking run. <laughs> <laughs> you, what are you doing here? Run. Um, there we are. Only here for. Um, but anyway, so uh, 
this kid, I had him first thing in the morning, and um, he would come in almost every single day ready to play. And I would, while they're kind of like doing the pledge and the little announcements, things, I would take attendance so that I wouldn't get the email, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I would do that. And then he would come in, I was like, you know, like, why can you not just, you know? And then I started like having a conversation in the afternoon with his mom, who would come to pick him up, because I had parking lot duty, whatever. You know. And she was living in chaos, it seemed like. His uh, brother was a mental institution and was in and out of there home and he was abusing this kid and it was just like so much right and so i always was like i know that that's a really annoying and he always would talk, like just take up so much air time like anytime there's a question like well that's comic book comedy right like, <laughs> like, you know what? yeah because in my mind he i feel like a lot of teachers this is not who people are in our profession but i feel like a lot of teachers would shut it down but we need to move on we need to do this right but i was like i'm the only adult that's yeah. in his life that's what he's telling me right now right and so kids are like, oh, you know, whatever. And I was like, guys, stop, right? Like, we are not going to be unkind. Mm-hmm. You have a story to tell. You have a floor. But right now, he's telling whatever. So I just was always listening to him. I was very kind to him, polite. And one day, he had a really, really bad day. I talked to the school counselor. And she came up to me during my planning period. And I had a really rough day. It was just, was it? We just you know you're going to go home. And you're going to cry the whole way to whatever your closest grocery store is. And you get that year and a half bottle of wine, right? <laughs> and you're going And it's going to take every molecule in your body not to pop the top before you get to the house. There you go. Because everybody loves the road soda, right? <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so it's one of those days. And she comes to me during my planning period. And she said, do you want to hear something really sweet? And I was like, please, I really need to say. And she said, this student came to her office and she said, he looked at her and said, Mr. Berenger is the only person in this school that loves me. Oh. And I lost it. That's I mean, it's like a blow. <laughs> right. So there's those sweet moments, and there's tons of stories like that too, where it's like, ah, oh, I got me back in another year. Yeah. yeah. It's just that and one kid. Yeah. yeah. It's just that one kid where you know you can make a difference. That one little story sets the hook. Yes. Year. Exactly. I always think about a story, and I will choke up if I try to tell it, where someone was getting on a bus, you had like the bus or parking lot duty, and you sensed something was wrong and pulled her aside. Mm. And like you got some kind of letter when she was graduating. We are still Facebook oh. friends. Oh my God. Um, it was like the second week of sixth grade. She does feel. <laughs> and her heart is room temperature. <laughs> 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 um, no, she told me, I was like, what? <laughs> and it was Jazz Cafe Friday where I played jazz music and they write anything they want in a journal. And she wrote a letter to me. It was her suicide letter. Oh, yeah. And normally I take the journals home. But for whatever reason, I sat there and I wasn't going to leave until I read them all that Friday. I don't know why. This is why. So and, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was just 10 minutes left of school. And I ran to the counselor. And I said, we've got to find the bus she's on. And we, we found it. We pulled her off. And, you know, she was, you know, a phenomenal, gifted and talented class in straight A volleyball star, softball star. And, and like, oh, she keep living up to all of that. Yeah. And that whole letter was about, I'll never compare to my sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, sister. We pulled her in the office and called the parents. Mm-hmm. And the parents were like, what? They got her into therapy. And she uh, ended up being 
I think valedictorian of her high school, and I was a special guest. Then she got accepted to a college in San Diego on a softball scholarship, and I was invited to the graduation. And every paper she wrote about coming out as a lesbian dedicated to me because that's what she was really struggling with here ago. And when she moved back to Texas, uh, we went. That's to, what was triggering her in her mind. Was like, no matter how good my grades are, I can't. I'm, I'm never going to be that for my sister. I know right. deep down in my thought. That's right. Like, I can't. Right. And when she moved back to Texas, she got this phenomenal job. She ended up counseling um, that her community at San Diego, um, and she ended up coming to Texas and she met her now wife. They have twins oh. and. She's like, every any time I talk about who saved my life, you're the one that saved my life. No, oh my God. God. I won't drink to that. Yeah, yeah. cheers to that. Cheers That's to so her. Beautiful. Cheers to you wherever you are out there. Yes. Now, here's the funny story. Not <laughs> yeah, about please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I taught. I'll, I had reading improvement, and I always had the athletes that were reading on a fifth grade level, but they were in eighth grade. And I had a boy who probably weighed close to four hundred pounds. Big, big boy. And he, you know, had a really mean look. Everything about him was really tough and mean. And he came to my class after lunch. And I am notoriously clumsy. And this was in the old overhead transparency where you had to plug up stuff and step over things. And unfortunately, he was lactose intolerant, but he always loved to eat ice cream at lunch. <laughs> um, of course he did. And your class was the next class. And my class came after lunch. <laughs> so one day he stands up and I'm walking across the room to go tr- turn on the overhead projector. <laughs> and there's the cord. At the same time I tripped, he farted. So it looked like he knocked me out. And that was poor kid. And I mean, he was, he was real popular, but he was a yeah. boy, so everyone, his heart had their own legacy. Was <laughs> that a yearbook? Probably. But that, that followed him through high school. Because his mother was a substitute with me. She was like, oh, that boy is ass. And I said, hello, I right. know. Right. But that, oh my gosh. That's one of the classics that. Yeah. That, these are good tears right here. <laughs> and that kept, it pushed her and kept her rolling, which triggered me back to my probably funny story on a bus. Um, so <laughs> we, so this is uh, a different school than this kid I talked about earlier. Um, so this is where I was teaching seventh grade English, and I did not have this student in my class. However, the other English teacher in seventh grade did, and so I knew all about him. Um, we had like a nickname for him, right? Like he was just notoriously in trouble at school. And, and at home was not understanding, right? I always, a lot of the time I say, the kids are not the difficult part of our job, it's the parents all the oh, time, oh right? Gosh. And it's oh, so, and, right. Most, most of the time, not always, most of the time, the kids are, are a product of. Oh, 100%. That tree, honey, you know, some of these kids fell down and hit every stupid branch, and the stupid branch put that from the parents, right? So it's not the children's fault. So in any case, and I'm so, t- saying this very generally, right? So if you're like, oh, well, I don't know, like, I can't really like, understand that this is all satirical and comical. No, make it up. No, yeah, no, no make it all. Um, and you're going to make it up. So uh, anyways, on this, we went to a field trip. So we went to um, a local high school uh, around Halloween. 
where they um, had the Greensboro Symphony Orchestra perform. So it's very pretty, like in terms of what they perform. Um, but you have a gigantic auditorium of multiple schools within the district of middle schoolers sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right, right. Really? Who says the Anyways, so multiple uh, middle schools sitting there, all seventh graders. And so there are some upstairs, there are some downstairs, they're sitting. You know, they're all, right, you make the, the, the person, the conductor, so he's like, we're going to stop. I'm like, oh, but please, you go. This is refreshing, having my feet kicked up, sir, and you seeing what this is like. Right. <laughs> so anyways, so we go, you know, attend the whole concert. We go, as we uh, get up, I tell my students, as we head out to the bus lot, the restrooms are on the right. So if you need to use the restroom. I will wait outside for you. I suggest you do it now because it's a 30 minute drive back to our school. And then we'll have lunch. All right, so we're okay. about to So if we use the restroom, we get on the bus. This child, right, has a reputation. He says to the other teacher, I'll say her name. He says, Miss So it's a She said, Well, tough luck, bud, because we walked by and we, you walked by both bathrooms and you had a chance of going into the concert and coming out to use the restroom. You mm-hmm. said it's all right. I know, but it just, I got to pee. It just said, yeah, I got to pee. She said, okay, I don't think it was pee. But I'm, I'm sorry. We have head counted. We are about to leave. Like, you really, I'm, I, I'm sorry, but take this as a lesson that when your parents on a road trip say, use the bathroom, we need the bathroom. We cannot blow it. This is, this is the day that you learned the plan ahead lesson. Totally. And right. when you're a teacher, you can't just reach back and blindly start kidding the children because that can't take off your flip flop and just like exactly. You can't pull the bus over. Oh no, no, no. Right? Mm-hmm. So um this child, so we're driving, right? And maybe four or five minutes of the trip, you just see water. <gasps> what we think is water. Flowing towards the front of the bus. <laughs> and I said, Miss So and so, I think somebody spilled. And she looks back and she goes, it's like, it's not water. Oh, no. The student. <gasps> so the kids start screaming, right? Well, we have a student up front. I got I got The look on her face made me glad she hasn't had children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was not, yeah. I, I, there's, there's a part of me that really does not want to answer this question. Sure, go ahead. But yeah. I have to ask it. Of course. With just the turn around and look, how did she know? She, she's a mother. Okay. He had an instinctual knowing with what he did. It wasn't like an out and about okay. kind of thing. Okay. It was, I, he was the only person standing so like one of those, and moving. I saw the look on his face. Correct. And, okay. Correct. and the stature, the posture, etc. Right. He was like, so, yeah, I just did that. Uh-huh. Right. 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 Yeah. But this is going to turn into a whipped it out story. Yeah. No, 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 no. We need some more liquor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Same the day. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, he, that happened. Right. And so I said, I was, y'all, this is a time before I asked. I, I was like, what are you doing? What are we doing? Cast like, I said, what are we doing? She says, we tell administration when we get back, I guess. And she said, I have never. And she was very near my time. Never. So we just by clutching her pearls. Oh, she, oh, yeah, yeah. She was a good Christian woman. You know, yeah. I loved her. So then her simply southern bag started to show up. Right, exactly, right. <laughs> so uh, he is here in the bus, right? And it pulls up at the very front oh. where this kid who was uh, from a group home. Oh, um, he was uh, differently abled, right? 
And so he, he, I mean, when I say I love this kid, he got lost one day going from like the, let's say this is a classroom right here. This is a classroom right here. He said, I don't even know where her classroom is. <laughs> I said, hey, where'd you come from? Right here. You going right here? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, just no feel. Such a darling. Oh, very <laughs> much so. So he, so he's sitting with uh, Pete, uh, like puddled around his foot, oh, right? Oh. And he, oh, someone says his name, and they say uh, it would just call him Joe for these kids. Then not Joe. Uh, they said Joe, you're sitting in Pete. He said, I know I'm sitting in Pete. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? Just like that. <laughs> and I thought. So you said for everybody So me and that teacher that year got each other for Christmas, unknowingly to each other, coffee mugs that say, I know I'm sitting in Christmas. Oh, <laughs> and as our secret Santa get and we just oh, lost so funny. Um, and so he, so when we got back to school, the principal was notified, and so he went out there cleaning supplies. And had to clean the entire bus, and the okay. parent had to be called, whatever. Okay, can we? Let's, yeah. We're on pause right here for the pause. Sure. That is the stuff that the media does not cover. Uh, that is the stuff that you do not see. No. And never get the, the principal out on the bus with yeah. the rocks yes. and the dish towels, yes. cleaning up some yes. child's mess. Oh no, the child has to do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh no, 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 no sorry. The principal uh, went out there. Our administration is wonderful at my school. They really are, but and yeah. that's not the case with everyone. But my principal went out there with the cleaning supplies from the custodial staff and said, "You did this, so you're going to call that's your important. parent and explain what you did and why." Yeah. And I'm going to sit here while you tell it because I know you're going to say your teacher didn't let you to the bathroom. That's not the case, right? Um, and you're going to clean this entire bus because that's not the custodian's job. It's not the bus driver's job. Yeah. You did this. That's wonderful. And so I, so of course, you know, people get out like, ha ha, he got his key on the bus. Like, you know, just, um, and you get like a, a week of ISS, thankfully. But I just, you know, every, just the, I know I'm sitting in kids. And then in my mind, that's all rolling. <laughs> you know, we're just like as we were trying to make our way back to school. Um, so, <laughs> that, <laughs> just trying to do a lot of time, but I thought it was. Um, I just got a mental image of you on one side of the bus and this other teacher on the other side of the bus. Oh my god! <sighs> These have been. Some wonderful educator stories, <laughs> without a doubt, and, and and just a few. I'm sure we'll oh. sit here all oh night. It's one fold. It's one file in our like accordion size folder. So wherever you are, thank your local teachers, thank yeah, your children's please. teachers, and when you're at Target this year or Walmart or Harris Teeter or wherever you are, and you're getting your child some school supplies. Get some sticky notes. The sticky notes, Jesus, and the wine aisle is I <laughs> cannot. Yeah. You know, Barefoot the Cheap Wine comes in a large container. It does. I heard this. I don't know it. We don't discriminate. When it comes to free liquor no. or alcohol, I mean, we, you know. <laughs> or if it's a sober teacher, you know, maybe like kombucha or a good uh, seltzer water. But something just take And we laugh at you, but we support you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. 
If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.